G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. Joining me right now on the line is Daniel Hagen from Fire Church in Melbourne and a part of the team for Awakening Australia. How you doing, brother? Matt, I'm doing uh, wonderful. God is good and... Uh... It's really good chatting with you, mate. It's great to catch up with you. Now, you and I met recently, and you're one of the only people I can look up to in ministry. Uh, I, uh, I'm six foot two. How, how tall are you, mate? Yes, it was good actually being around you. Normally, I'm the weird giant that kind of stands out, so it was good to have some tall timber next to me. But I'm six foot seven, 200 centimetres. Six, seven, and you've got dreadlocks, which I'm clearly follically challenged. I've got not much hair on the top of my head, but you've got, you've got the dreadlocks, so you pretty much stand out in a crowd. Uh, and uh, I really love, uh, I heard you sharing recently your vision for Awakening Australia. We're going to talk about that shortly, but let's hear a bit of your story. Where were you born and raised? So I was born in the southeastern suburbs of Melbourne, a little town called Berwick, and brought up there with my mum and dad. And at the age of three, my father had an encounter with Jesus. He was, he was 24. He was working in the market garden. It was four in the morning. Everything, he said everything was dark. And uh, he said all of a sudden he felt like the sky lit up. It was like an open vision. And Jesus spoke to him in an audible voice and said, Tony, uh, I've called you to be my soldier. Around two weeks before that, uh, his sister got born again and she was praying for him in the background, and I believe that's why he had that uh, extraordinary encounter on the market garden. And uh, from that point, our family uh, began to get involved in church life. And uh, so as a young kid from the age of three to nine, I was consistently involved in church life, and it was a really good time. Fantastic, mate. Well, that's uh, an exciting testimony in itself uh, to hear about your father having that encounter with Jesus. That's awesome. And what about your personal faith journey? Was there a conversion experience or did you did you do the prodigal son thing? What, what happened for you? I did, yes. As I mentioned, from three to nine, it was great. And uh, sadly, some things went wrong in their local church as a, as a family. And I think there was a church split. And I don't know all the details, but I know that they left the church initially with the intention of finding another home church and it just didn't happen and years went by and they backslid and our family were out of Christ, the Christian scene and uh, yeah it was it was uh, it was a rough time for our family it was about a decade outside of church life and and uh, now I loved music and I actually developed music ability through those younger years in church life watching mum and dad involved in the worship teams and so I I continued my love with music, but sadly, I took that gift into the world, and and our band quickly took off, and 
uh, we were playing all the top nightclubs and pubs and the local live music scene in Australia, and, and then we signed this record deal. And but uh, and so on the outside, to some it looked like I was successful, but uh, I was actually spiraling, spiraling out of control. I was getting mixed up with some really dark and nasty people involved in the underworld, and then I uh, started getting involved in drugs. And I think within four years. I just spiraled so far out of control that I'm now a full-blown drug addict and just uh, mixed up in some really, really bad stuff. I didn't um, know you were in a, in a band. What was the name of your band? So the, the cover, we had a few cover bands that were playing, and uh, one was called Blimp 69, and then the original band that signed with the label was called The Hollow. And mm. uh, we hadn't yet released anything, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting interesting times, and it's... I actually got born again when we signed with a record label that we've been trying to sign with for a long time. As soon as I got born again, uh, this record label signed us. And uh, after a year of working with them, they said to me, uh, look, the, this Christian thing is too strong. I started singing about Jesus and the new songs we were writing were about Jesus. And they gave me an ultimatum, actually. They said, uh, this industry is full of drug dealers and pimps and this Christian theme is too strong. And uh, so you need to make a decision to change the lyrics. Otherwise, we can't keep investing money uh, in this product and in your band. And so, uh, yeah, I made the decision to to um, quit the band and, and follow Jesus. Well, it sounds like your time in the hollow was a, a pretty hollow lifestyle anyway, hey? <laughs> it was, mate. Yeah, I was very, very messed up. And uh, I'm so glad that I encountered Jesus. It was in a local church. And uh, I just ran, or well, I thought it was a random moment where I'd walk into this local church that God had set me up and, and uh, I, was just, I was just looking for answers. I was so empty and depressed on the inside and, and I remember walking into this local church and man, it was so powerful. I just remember opening up my arms and just opening up my heart and I experienced the, the power and the love of God and it totally rocked me from the very core of my being. I started to weep and and I just remember dropping to my knees and, and just in my heart, I just committed, recommitted my life to Jesus and made him Lord. And, and it's really interesting that because I, I couldn't go a day without, by the end of it, I was every day on ecstasy, on speed, um, I was struggling to be around people. And uh, that one touch from God changed my life forever. And here we are 15 years later, and I'm just as passionate ever as ever about him. And so what did you do uh, for uh, work back then? After, you know, after you left the band, what, what was your career choice from then on? Well, it was, it was tough, man. I, I was so fried from the drugs. It took me probably a year to have my mind renewed. I remember just reading the Bible nonstop um, because my, my income was either uh, money from the nightclubs or drug dealing, to be honest. And so I didn't really have a lot of experience outside of that. Um, my mind had been fried from drugs, and so the first year I was unemployed, but I'm just reading the Bible, reading the Bible, and uh, and then eventually I, I really started to get healed up, and I got involved in, uh, I, I worked for a company called Vision Stream at one stage, it was a a um, telecommunication company, but deep down I knew that that was just going to be a temporary thing, I had such a passion for ministry, I just wanted to do that full time and just see everyone encounter Jesus the way I did. And uh, eventually, I just because I plugged into a local church, I started serving the local church. And uh, after a few years, I ended up getting involved in full-time ministry and in, involved in pastoring and, and now Awakening Australia. 
And you've released some worship CDs over the years. Tell us about, uh, you know, how the, the songs come to you and, you know, how do you, how do you write your songs? Oh, man, it's such a beautiful thing. I, I laid music down for a little while after I got saved because music was such an idol to me. It was, and because it was associated with so much darkness, I laid it down for a while. And, um, but the last five years have really picked it back up and we've been writing a lot of worship songs and um, putting together a band that's been birthed out of our Awakening Europe and Awakening Australian ministry. And so we're writing songs that God's giving us and, and singing them in all the various places around Europe and Australia now, which has been really exciting to pick that passion back up in the right way now and that gifting and and uh, bless the Lord with it and see people, other people encounter Jesus the, the way I did. And it's been so exciting to hear about Awakening Australia. Uh, I've uh, I've watched God TV a number of times and seen Ben Fitzgerald and yourself, uh, two Aussie brothers, you know, uh, out there in Europe preaching. T- tell us about the experience of the, you know being involved in Awakening Europe. It's been so great, and yeah, you're right. Ben's a, a great man. He's an Aussie that uh, he got saved around the same time, come out of a similar type of background and we just clicked around uh, I think gee about 14 years ago now we've been friends and, and doing stuff together we, as soon as we got we met each other we just would go out onto the streets and we read that scripture where Jesus said go out into the highways and byways and preach the gospel so um, yeah we would go into some of the most dark places that we knew and and go and uh, love people and show people the love of Jesus share the gospel uh, so we've been doing that for a long time but now it's on a on a bigger scale and God spoke to uh Ben, uh, really clearly about the first awakening event in Nuremberg, and we hired a big stadium there, a big soccer stadium, and and it was amazing, man. Twenty seven thousand people every night. It was a three day event, and uh, thousands of people got saved, and they hadn't seen anything like that since the Billy Graham days in the nineteen fifties. A gathering like that in Germany in Nuremberg, and it was very very significant, and it's uh, it's really sent out like spiritual shockwaves throughout Europe, and this it's just continual fruit now and, and big gatherings and there's this real stirring and, and revival that's happening in Europe and uh, then we went into Stockholm the following year and then into the Czech Republic in Prague. Uh, we're going to be in Latvia late August near the in the Baltic nations near Russia and then Australia which I'm really personally really pumped about uh, in November 16 to 18. Well, it's a, it's going to be a massive event at Etihad Stadium in November, and I know there's a whole bunch of Aussie pastors that are joining in. Uh, Phil Pringle from C3 Church, Darlene and Mark Check. Uh, you've got Peter McHugh, Margaret Court, uh, Catherine Renala. You know, lots of amazing Aussies and uh, international guests. The real heart of the event is a hundred thousand people to come to Christ in 2018, mate. Why don't you have a bit of a bigger vision than that, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, I say uh, let that be our let that be the minimum, and uh, and let's let's see what God can do. But yeah, that's our because we the heart is that it wouldn't just be an event. Um, events are good, and I'm not against events, but we want it, we want the event to be something that fans into flame, uh, something in the hearts of the local people, the pastors, that they would continue on and and continue to reach out to people and and really go for it and have faith and believe for big things, believe for our nation to be saved and. So we see the awakening um, ministry as like a spiritual, I call it like a spiritual battle axe, where we go into an area, we beat up the devil, we see thousands saved, and we help out and serve the local churches and get them plugged in. And uh, so, yeah, we're all this year, all the 
there's hundreds of support churches so far, and we're all going for winning a hundred thousand souls. That's that's the annual uh, target that we feel God's put on our heart to. Uh, we all stir each other up around the nation, and we're we're winning souls for Jesus, and we're expecting um, you know, ten thousand to be saved at the actual event, uh, on the streets, in the inside the stadium. Um, but for the year, we're believing for a hundred thousand souls. And I know you're travelling around Australia doing uh, events leading up to it. Uh, have you got every uh, state covered now? Yes, we uh, we will be almost in in every state. We've got a pre-awakening tour coming up in July. All of our details will be on our Facebook page and the website uh, starting July 21st. Actually, Mark and Darlene Check are hosting the first one. I hope you see there on the Central Coast. And our our hope was to hit most capital cities. We've got a week where Ben will be with us and. We're going to be hitting most capital cities and uh, in the lead up to November. But Matt, it's really been really extraordinary the hunger that, that I'm seeing around the nation. People are praying everywhere. Churches are coming together. Leaders are coming together. People are coming together and doing. They're not waiting till November. They're, they're starting now, and it's so exciting. And we've got um, thousands that have already registered from every corner of Australia that are coming in. They're coming on buses. They're coming on planes. And mate, I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. I saw you uh, speaking at uh, Mortonshire at a, an event you had there, and you had a bunch of preachers travelling with you. and And then at seven o'clock, everyone's alarm went off. <laughs> yeah, because it's prayer time. T- tell us about that strategy. Yeah, it's it's been really powerful. So we know that, um, like, if I do, you know, re- research on revival uh, in revivals in in past times, I always see that it's always um, prayer has always preceded the outpouring or the revival. And so we believe that prayer is just so important for our nation. And so it's a really simple initiative. We're asking people to set their phone alarms on their smartphones every day at 7 p.m. And so far, thousands from all around the country have committed to set their alarms at 7 p.m. And then we pray, and some people might pray just for a few minutes or over dinner or um, or some might pray for an hour. Home groups come together, Bible studies come together, and they pray at 7 p.m. And, and uh, it's a really great feeling knowing that you're praying simultaneously with thousands around the nation for, our, for, for, for God to move on our unsafe family and friends, for God to move in our nation, to see revival, to see uh, God heal our land. And, yeah, it's, it's really, really simple but really powerful. So good, mate. And, you know, prayer precedes revival all the time. Uh, we need to make sure that we're, a, you know, a house of prayer, Jesus called us, and we need to be, uh, you know, praying all day, every day. And uh, I like the idea of a 7 p.m. Uh, combined national, international prayer meeting. Uh, now, uh, before we go, mate, you, you shared a bit of your story of, you know, coming to Christ after, you know, all these addictions and all these struggles you've been through and really having a, a powerful born-again experience uh, mate, if there's people listening to this right now that have never come to Christ, just share with us the good news. How do people come to Christ? No, this is my favorite thing to do. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this because, man, when I think about it, even though it was 15 years ago now, it just feels like yesterday, like what Jesus did in my life. And it was a real miracle. I, sh- I should be dead or maybe even in prison. And uh, and it, it really is good news. And we all need Jesus. And, and I believe maybe there's listeners right now and, you just think that this is, you just, you know, it's a coincidence that you listen to this now. It's just a random thing, but I believe it's not. But God has set this up that you'd be listening in this moment, in this time, to this message, 
even right now, you, you just you might feel something moving on, on your heart. Your heart might be even skipping a little bit quicker because something's happening to you right now. And I just want to encourage you that um, Jesus loves you. He died on the cross and he shed his blood for the remission of sin. The Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, every one of us. You might not have had an extreme lifestyle like me and and given over to drugs, but everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone has, has sinned, and that's why we need Jesus. We need His grace, and uh, and we need the gospel, which is the good news. And so I want to invite you, maybe uh, wherever you are, you might be in the car or at home, I want to invite you right now to just pray a prayer with me, if that's okay, Matt, if I yeah. can maybe pray, and, and maybe those listening can, can pray along right now and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus, for dying on the cross and rising again on the third day. God, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I need help. And so I ask that you forgive me for all of my sin. And I make a choice today to turn from my old life of darkness. And I ask that you make me brand new. I ask that you come into my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Forgive me. Give me a brand new start. And today, I commit my life to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. And if you pray that prayer, or even just something similar, if it's just from your heart, that's a seed that's been planted, the seed of salvation. And I want to encourage you to, to those listening that might have prayed that prayer to find a local church, a local Bible-believing church, just like I did, and begin to learn and grow in the things of God and, and your life will just be phenomenal. You'll still have ups and downs, and there'll be different seasons. There'll be winter, summer, mm-hmm. just like in uh, in the you know in in the seasons. In in reality, in reality, our life can be like that too. But you'll have Jesus who will help you through every season, and He loves you so much. So that's good news, mate. Uh, we've been talking with Daniel Hagen, and if you've just prayed that prayer, I uh, encourage you to uh, send us an email or uh, contact us through our website, historymakersradio.com. Send us an email through there, and we can send you a Bible and some information about following Jesus. And, uh, mate, it's uh, been so good to be able to hear about Awakening Australia at Eddie Had Stadium in Melbourne, November 16 to 18. And uh, if people want to find out more, the website is awakeningaustralia.org. You're also on uh, Facebook and uh, people can find all the information there. Uh, Daniel, I reckon you're a history maker, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Matt. I really appreciate the time and uh, love you guys. Bless you. And, uh, yep, thanks for all the listeners for tuning in. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League. 
and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.